Okay, here we go. Oh, beautiful. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a show I know you enjoy. It's sponsored by USA Wealth Group, and it's called The Money Wise Radio Show with our protectors, the money guys, Ray and Peter Lance, and a huge, huge radio hug for both of you. It's like, mm, good wow. morning. Boy, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you could only see it from my side of the table. Wow. <laughs> good morning. Good morning, Phil. Good uh, this morning, is Ray. Ray. Good morning, Peter, and glad you're back with us. Good safe morning. Good morning, yeah. everyone. Yeah. We miss you. Thanks, Phil. I miss you, too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's begin our show this morning, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk about um, a fairly complicated topic, and it's estimated right now that more than 40% of the population in this country doesn't have a clue about what Obamacare means, doesn't have a clue about what the new Affordable Health Care Act means, which is really the proper name for Mm -hmm. Obamacare. So we're going to try to demystify Obamacare today. It's a little bit complicated. Everybody's got their own opinion. People think that my premium is going to go up. It's going to cost me more money. Um, We're going to try to tell you some of the things about the Obamacare law. What does it mean? What does it mean for politics? Um, Mostly the Democrats are trying to promote it and push it. Um, it is actually signed into law. It has been passed, right? and it's scheduled to be implemented. Um, but parts of this law have actually been put on a delay at this point, mm-hmm. and the Republicans are now trying to use it as <clears throat> a way to um, negotiate on some other things, like the new debt ceiling, for example. How much money can the country borrow? And there's a need to have congressional authorization to do that. So it's an important topic. It's going to impact almost everybody in the country. It's going to impact small business. If you have 50 or more employees, you're required to have health care insurance. If you're an individual, you have the ability to sign on to health care insurance where you might not have had it before. If you have existing health care coverage, you're going to have questions about what does it mean for me? Are my costs going to go up? Are they not going to go up? Will I have more choices and things that I can do? There are so many, many, many questions about Obamacare and health care reform and what does it mean. One of the most clear reports that I've seen so far on Obamacare is from Consumer Reports. And Consumer Reports is a great magazine. You can actually go into consumerreports.org on the Internet and just put in healthcare reform, and they've done some great articles, and they've done a nice report that I think is about 16 pages long. So if you really want to know in a very readable format, what does Obamacare mean? What does healthcare reform mean? Um, this one 16-page report will tell you a lot. Now, we're not supposed to reproduce this and pass it out to other people, but I'm sure, if necessary, we could get permission from Consumer Reports to pass it along. Um, That's a great organization, by the way. I've been a subscriber to Consumer Reports for, oh, probably at least 20 or 25 years. It's the one magazine that I always make sure that I renew every year. It's affordable. And here's a plug for Consumer Reports. You can save money. You can learn about different products. 
But in any event, look at consumerreports.org, and they have a special report on health reform, seven things you need to know now. So let's begin. We're going to talk about this. Um, and Peter, as we begin, uh, what do we like to do as we start our shows? Oh, I suppose you want to talk about who is putting on this show and what we can do for you? No. No. Oh, uh, then I suppose you want to talk about Ben Franklin or <laughs> Plato. Socrates or Plato or <laughs> Greece or... Well, we want to make everybody listening a little bit more educated about financial topics. So I'm going to start actually by Phil giving you a quotation from a famous Greek philosopher. How could I have I'm forgotten? shocked. The, I, I tried, Phil. I'm sorry. <laughs> the energy of the mind is the essence of life. The energy of my, of the mind is the essence of life. Who do you think that might have been? That could have been Aristotle. That was indeed Aristotle. Was it? Aristotle had shorter quotations than Plato. Plato tended to be longer. Was it? It was Aristotle. No. That was Aristotle. <laughs> wow. So the energy of the mind is the essence of life. Guesses. You know, Phil guesses almost every single time, but once in a while he struggles. He didn't today, but once in a while he struggles. And my father on the other side looks like a, a cheerleader, like a give me an A, give me a... <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't give away all of our secrets here, Pete. Not today. So here's, Not often. Here's one of my favorite famous quotations from Benjamin Franklin. I am in the prime of senility. <laughs> I'm in the prime of senility. <laughs> and just to a certain extent, we could all say that, couldn't Absolutely. we? The prime of senility. But today, we're really going to be talking about government. And so I have a, a good government quotation for you as well. Is it from Ben Franklin? No, it's not from Ben Franklin. This is actually from Thomas Edison. Mm. And Thomas Edison did what, Pete? Uh, he invented the hot pocket, I think. <laughs> no, what he did do right, is right, went off. <laughs> he tried something like 1,000 times to invent the light bulb before he got it right. 1,000 times. 1,000 times. So he is a model of persistency. Mm. But here's something interesting that Thomas Edison wrote about a government, there is far more danger in public than in private monopoly. For when government goes into business, it can always shift its losses to the taxpayers. Government never makes ends meet, and that is the first requisite of business. Right. So that's certainly very true, and I think most people would agree with that. The yes. government never has to have a positive bottom line, or rarely ever. Mm-hmm. And so. We're going to talk about government today. We're going to talk about health care reform and what does it mean. And Peter, um, how does somebody reach you and, and what do you do that will help people in our business? Sure. As usual, uh, we can be reached at 508-998-8858. And we're always happy to talk with you uh, either over the phone or in person. Uh, we're happy to help out uh, with anything that you need helping with, with regards to your finances or your financial goals. And we're located on Fonce Corner Road in Dartmouth, uh, just past the new state police barracks, uh, about a mile north of the Dartmouth Mall. And the number, again, is 508-998-8858. And nothing is too small, nothing is too big. We're happy to help. Thanks. I appreciate that little introduction about what we do. So, uh, Phil and ladies and gentlemen, we're here to talk about Obamacare and what does it mean. 
You know, the national figures are that 40% of the people in this country don't have a clue about what it means. I bet it's actually much higher. Me too. I bet if you asked 10 people in the studio today if they knew anything at all about Obamacare, most people would not have a clue. I, I agree. It's just, it's a really hard, hard subject. I want to mention a couple of uh, newspapers, too. One is the Wall Street Journal. I read that a lot, and there's always great articles in it. There was an article on August 19th called, Will the Healthcare Law Help Small Businesses? And what I like about the Wall Street Journal is they don't usually take a one-sided position on something. So they have a yes and they have a no. They have, yes, at, long, at last, firms will have affordable options, so healthcare is going to help them. Healthcare reform will help. Somebody else has written a side-by-side article that says, no, it will make it harder for small firms to grow. Imagine that, unbiased media. Hmm. <laughs> well, the, well, the Wall Street Journal is actually an excellent paper. I'll give a quick little plug for that. Mm-hmm. And there are other papers that are clearly only one-sided, like there's a newspaper called Investor's Business Daily. I, I buy that occasionally. I don't subscribe to it. And there's a recent article on uh, June 7th that says, Obamacare shock. Premiums will soar, and they obviously take on a one-sided approach when they talk about small businesses and that the average premium hikes are going to go up 50% and potentially much larger increases. So there's multiple stories in the media. As I was uh, doing some work and preparing for this material today, I learned that almost every single newspaper daily in the country has had Numerous articles, not just one or two, but numerous articles on healthcare and what does it mean, healthcare reform. So let's let's go right into the definition of what is Obamacare, uh, Pete, and what is it? What does it mean to American healthcare? Well, basically, um, the Obama administration has been working on a plan for healthcare reform. I guess since uh, President Obama was first uh, elected into office. And a lot of people think, and I guess to a certain extent it's correct, that Obamacare is very much modeled after Romney Care, which was created in the state of Massachusetts. There are a lot of similarities. And um, let's talk about exactly what does it mean for health insurance marketplace and what does it do? Well, first of all, it's, it's a reform bill. It's health care reform. Uh, for many people, it will improve the quality of health care because it's going to provide more preventative opportunities and wellness services. There have been arguments over the years that we don't do enough to prevent health problems, you know, thinking about diet, exercise, and so forth, right. and that we treat illnesses and problems. Um, it's going to eliminate a lot of pre-existing uh, gender discrimination um, between uh, men and women and uh, the benefits that they can have. For example, you won't be able to drop a woman who might be pregnant, for example, just because she's going to have a baby. So it has to be gender neutral in that sense. And some of these things obviously are going to result in higher costs. And the question is, how do they get paid for and what will the cost be? Uh, Another thing that Obamacare will do is it's going to give tens of millions of low-income and middle-income Americans uh, really access to health care, sometimes for the first time. It's estimated that right now in our country, there are 44 million people who have no health care insurance of any kind. That means they don't get treatment. That means they get sick. That means they die. 
And so the good side of Obamacare and health care reform is that it will open up health insurance to more and more people and probably to a lot of people who are listening today uh, as well. Um, it's also going to be available to any legal U.S. resident uh, and apparently whether they're a citizen or not. And that's a controversial section because it means that a lot of non-citizens will be entitled to health care. And you can argue on both sides of that as well. And one of the important things that it does, it says that any small business, any employer that has 50 or more full-time employees, uh, they have to make arrangements to provide insurance uh, for their employees. And the insurance that's provided has to meet the standards of Obamacare, or if not, then they can pay a penalty. And it's actually causing some people to um, opt out of hiring new employees to reduce workforce. And so one of the concerns has been, does this mean it's going to cause some companies to lay off people? And I think in some cases that's going to be true. It won't be for everybody. We're going to talk about a lot of these things. Um, if employers, that's you know small businesses, have fewer than 25 full-time employees, uh, then they might qualify for certain tax credits or tax breaks if they go to the trouble to insure employees. You know, in our office, uh, Phil, uh, we run two businesses there. Mm -hmm. uh, Peter and I work in Arbor Insurance and USA Wealth Group. Um, every employee that we have is covered by insurance. Great. And historically, we've always paid the cost. Right. I can tell you that over the last 10 years, those costs have quadrupled. They've doubled and they've doubled again, and they've doubled again. Mm -hmm. And so the cost of health care insurance is, in fact, uh, very expensive. And if somebody has recently retired and they're looking for Medicare supplement insurance, um, you know if you're listening and you've been in that category that health care insurance is, is not really uh, inexpensive. It costs a lot of money. So there are a lot of good, useful features. Um, on the low-income uh, category of people in this country, um, the Obamacare program will expand Medicaid, so it will now pick up an additional 15 million of currently uninsured low-income Americans who qualify for Medicaid. Now, a lot of this is hard, dry facts, and all this is not done in a vacuum. Um, President Obama has already agreed to certain delays on certain parts of this bill. Uh, he has uh, former President Bill Clinton out there really stumping across the nation to build support for it. So there's a big political move to get this into place. And what we need to know is what does it really do and how does it impact the average person And uh, in addition to uh, businesses? So, um, Peter, um, let's talk for a minute about a, a quick summary. Um, most Americans will be able to keep their current employer-based or their own individual health insurance. And that's a myth. People think I'm going to have to change my health insurance policy. If you currently have health insurance through your employer or as an individual, you'll be keeping that. And one of the main purposes of this new bill is to allow individuals who are not insured to pick up uh, federal health insurance 
And one of the main ways they're going to accomplish that is through something called a healthcare exchange. Um, this is not an easy subject. This is complicated. But if you don't have health care insurance now, you can look up health care or health insurance exchanges online. We can give you some information as well. And um, let's just jump into some of the specifics, Pete. Let's talk about health care exchanges for a minute. So the new health care law makes uh, these health care exchanges available to most low and middle income people through what they call this health insurance exchange process. Sometimes it's called a health insurance marketplace. And um, you can do it online. You can get information in a lot of locations for it as well. But the purpose of this is to pick up the, um, as many of the 44 million uninsured Americans as possible who aren't currently covered. Um, as I said, they're looking to do more preventative care, uh, provide more health services for women, uh, better health care services for seniors, and expanded coverage for the most poor population in the country. So those are all good things. Let's talk quickly about the cost, and we're going to get into a little bit more specifics on this. On an overall basis, um, Obamacare cost is estimated to be $1.1 trillion over the next 10-year period. So that's over $100 billion a year for the next 10 years. That's a fair amount of money. And um, small businesses are going to be very concerned about it because if you have 50 or more full-time employees, and if they make less than $250,000 a year, which is going to be most people who work in those kinds of companies, they're going to have better access to affordable uh, and quality health insurance. If you have um, more than 50 employees and you're a small business employer and you're listening and you haven't made provision yet, you really need to talk to your accountant, your lawyer, your insurance provider in general, and you really need to get information soon uh, because there are penalties. So um, let's talk about how it works, Pete. Let's go into um, a little bit more information on this so-called uh, health insurance exchange pool, which is uh, right here. This is information we're going to talk about. The Obama Healthcare Insurance Exchange Pool is also called the health insurance marketplace. And that's a place where health insurance providers like Tufts and Blue Cross and Blue Shield and so forth will offer coverage. And you can buy insurance if you're not currently insured um, on a sliding scale depending upon what your taxable income is. It's not an easy subject. It's complicated. But you need to check into one of these health exchange websites and find out what your options are um, I've actually tested out a couple of them. They ask you, what is your age? What's your age in? They give you categories of ages. Uh, what is your gross income range? How many people do you have in your household? And it's a filtering down process, and then eventually it tells you what your options are and what kind of companies might be able to help you. Uh, one of the questions that I had seen originally is, does that type of filtering down system, does that type of search, that type of marketplace uh, provide sort of a competitive marketplace? Is that something yes. where you can sort of shop and, and compare and uh, basically try to determine what's best for you and also possibly find the best value? Yep, that's exactly what it is. 
and the uh, actual insurance marketplace, although you can begin to look at it now, actually goes into effect on January 1st, 2014, a very important date. And at that point, individuals, families, small business owners as well can all be able to shop for health insurance on these so-called online marketplaces or exchanges, as they're called. And I'm just reading this now. It says, uh, Consumer Reports says it'll sort of be like a, a searching for the best travel deal, uh, but a little bit more complex because, you know, you're talking about uh, premiums and co-pays and, and, you know, it's your health insurance. It's, mm-hmm. it's more complicated right. just from the beginning, but uh, you can sort of, beginning January 1st, search for your health insurance online, sort of like if you were searching for your best travel deal. Yep, and if I have to say one thing uh, today that's most important about this topic, um, it's dry, it's dull, it's detailed, no. it's complicated. It's but important. If you're listening at all today, you really need to start to get some information because it will impact many, many people and many, many people who are living, uh, who are listening uh, today to this show. And it's unfortunately one more reason why you need to be computer, uh, you know, internet savvy. Uh, I mean, it's, it's 2013 anyways, but uh, I'm sure a lot of you listening don't have computers or don't really go online, but it's just another reason why, unfortunately, in today's world, you either need to uh, start learning how or have somebody in your family or a friend uh, begin to show you how or at least walk you through it um, with them in front of the computer and you next to them uh, because almost everything is going to be done online uh, pretty soon. So there's a lot of changes. They impact Medicare, they impact Medicaid, they impact health insurance for everybody. We're going to periodically, in the rest of the remaining time we have today, talk about some sort of helpful, useful hints, and then we're going to talk about some boring, nasty technical details. (laughs) And unfortunately, you have to sort of suffer through both. This is a very difficult, complicated topic. It is. And one of these, uh, one of the things that I just read about these online marketplaces the other day is uh, that they're actually going to be open to be able to start looking at them sometime in October. Uh, but you can't actually go ahead and purchase, uh, you know, the the health insurance that's best suited for you and the cheapest for you until the beginning of the year. And that's again if you don't already have insurance. Um, in addition, you'll be able to find out if you qualify for financial help with your health insurance. Uh, there's some uh, programs on there that will quickly determine whether you qualify mm-hmm. for any type of financial assistance. And you can do this if you're uh, a small business owner also. Yep, and very quickly, um, this show is being broadcast on uh, September 15th, a Sunday, on October 1, 2013, which is only two weeks after uh, the healthcare, the health insurance marketplace enrollment will begin. We have a lot of information. Some of it's simple, some of it's more complicated. If any business owner, any individual has questions, give us a call. If you would like to have any of these reports, we can give you the simple reports, the more complicated one, give us a call at 508-998-8858. And it's real important to educate yourself. So, Phil, we're going to continue with this topic in just a few minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, Peter and I uh, operate USA Wealth Group on 352 Fonts Corner Road, and we're here to help show people how to protect their family and how to protect their money. And nothing is more important than health insurance these days. So we'll be right back after a commercial. 
good stuff. Good stuff. It's important. <clears throat> awesome. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Money Wise Radio Show with our protectors, the Money Guys, Ray and Peter Lanson. What a subject, a very important subject to embark on. You know, it's it's almost so complicated that you don't even know some of the questions to ask, Phil. But healthcare reform, Obamacare, is it so-called? We've had a bit of a taste of it in Massachusetts. It's about to get a lot more detailed and a lot more complex. And that was one of my questions. We have Obamacare on a state level. Yes. So how does a federal program affect us in Massachusetts? We already have it, so to speak. Well, first of all, we have... Um, mandates in Massachusetts for having health insurance already. Now we're going to have a a level of federal law as well. But when this law was crafted, they relied a lot upon the so-called Massachusetts experiment. And whether you liked Governor Romney, Mitt Romney, or didn't like him, this was a major reform that he pushed through when he was governor of Massachusetts. Whether you think we have too much government or too little government, it doesn't matter whether you're a Republican, Democrat, Tea Party, Libertarian, Independent. It doesn't matter. The law is here, and most of the provisions of this will be implemented very shortly. Mm-hmm. Let's talk quickly about the timeline. And by the way, we've talked in the past about Medicaid planning, which is primarily for somebody who needs to be in a nursing home and what do you need to do to get qualified to have Medicaid cover you, the cost of a nursing home. We've talked about Medicare, which is a uh, federally uh, federal government-sponsored health insurance plan for those who are 65 or older. Don't forget to sign up when you're 65. There are penalties if you don't sign up. Two important things to remember. When you're 65, you need to sign up. And also uh, beginning in, what is it, mid-October? Um until December, you can you can make the changes to your plan, to, yes. to your uh, Part D. We're actually going to talk about Medicare as a whole separate topic, mm-hmm. uh, either next week or the following in week. In the next week or two, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, we have but, to because of the time deadlines coming up for that. But that's one of the things that, uh, researching this, because I wasn't very familiar, I had an, an idea of Obamacare, and, uh, you know, we've researched thoroughly everything uh, that we talk about on our shows leading up to the shows. Um, one of the things that I read, and I still haven't determined what they consider waste, but one of the re- one of the ways that um, Obamacare is being paid for to make sure that everybody has health insurance is by supposedly cutting over seven hundred billion dollars in what's called waste on Medicare. And uh, I don't know how they determined how much of that was uh, waste, but uh, that's something I need to research further. What kind of waste do you think it is? I don't know. We should do a show on waste. Yeah, if we had none, we'd be fine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you know, the, the the fact of the matter is that these topics are so very important. If you don't under, understand Social Security and when you should collect and what's the best timing for that, then you're going to be shortchanging yourself. If you don't understand the regulations for Medicaid and somebody in your family has to go to a nursing home, you're going to end up spending a lot more of your own personal money than you need to. If you don't understand the health care law, you could be suffering some penalties or you could be not having the proper insurance that you should have. So let's talk about health care law again. This is our focus today. Mm-hmm. Um, 
healthcare timeline, uh, there's some important issues. Uh, children can no longer be denied health insurance because they have a pre-existing condition. That's a very important thing. Yes, it is. Young adults up to the age of 26 can still remain on their family's health insurance plan. Mm -hmm. Health insurance plans now must be expanded to cover more preventative services, whether it's dietary or nutrition or... Early screenings. um, I know Tufts, for example, offers discounts at uh, health tracks. Sure. Exercise. Mm -hmm. A lot of... uh, of uh, insurance companies offer discounts for, uh, you know, doing certain types of diet programs or uh, gym memberships, uh, those type of things. And it really makes sense. I mean, uh, this is probably going back at least a month, but I remember reading uh, about preventative medicine and prevent just just getting stuff tested early or not even having to get tested for it because you're eating healthy and you go into the gym uh, would just totally change everything in this country, in this world, if, if uh, people ate better and, and checked out, uh, you know, pre-screened uh, appointments earlier, then it could totally change the entire economy and, and the entire outlook on the country. Well, Medicare is also being changed slightly to cover more wellness and preventative care uh, programs because finally the government is doing a few things that are right, which is recognizing that if you take care of yourself, you're not going to be as sick. It's not going to cost the government as much money. Now, again, we talked about how if you already have insurance uh, through your work or, or you're pr- paying privately that you don't necessarily meet, need to make any changes, although you might be able to find something uh, less expensive for you. But I was just reading in here, and they said by 2016, for an individual, it's probably going to cost between 4500 and $6,500 a year and between for a family of four, between $7,000 and $30,000 a year for health insurance. For health insurance. Mm-hmm. Wow. Based on, you know... Various factors, age, and other things. That's a lot of money. That's too much money. So the fact is, no matter what age group you're in, no matter what category you're in, Mm -hmm. this new law is going to have an impact on every single person listening in some fashion. For many people, it's going to be better. Remember that this um, health insurance marketplace enrollment is going to begin as early as going to begin actually on October 1, 2013. So you need to start to get familiar with that. And the coverage itself through this marketplace won't begin until January 1st of 2014. And again, that's only a few months away. So you need to get educated on these uh, topics. Um, Most people who have limited income will be eligible to apply for Medicaid. Insurance companies are not going to be able to put annual dollar limits on health coverage. If you have uh, children or people who have not been able to have coverage in the past because of pre-existing conditions, that's going to disappear. And um, and in general, almost anybody who has a pre-existing coverage cannot be denied health insurance, and that is not the case under current law. So there are some very specifically good features of the, the law, and there's a lot of controversy about it as well. Um, the more government services we have, the more we pay. It's estimated, for example, that if people are younger, um, low income, middle income, uh, there will not be as much financial impact on them. But if you are in a category where you make 400% or more of a poverty line income, then you're going to probably see an increase in cost in your health insurance premiums. 
And it's a little hard to define that. Uh, there are ways to do it. Um, so one of the questions is, does Obamacare require me to purchase health insurance? And the answer is, in the year 2014, uh, coming up soon, any person who's considered to be non-exempt is going to have to have health insurance or they're going to face a tax penalty. And again, if you already have, have health insurance, you can keep it. Uh, for many low and moderate income uh, Americans, it's going to become a lot more affordable. But for anybody making 400% higher than the federal poverty line, they're going to probably end up paying more. So people in the higher income tax brackets are going to end up paying a higher premium cost for their health insurance. And in that sense, they're really subsidizing the lower income people. And it's part of the process of making sure we have coverage for everybody. And uh, right now, Peter, I'm on this particular subject uh, because there's just, ahead of you. there's just so much to cover that we're not going to begin to get near anywhere near the cost of this. Um, everyone has to have health insurance by March 31, 2014, or they pay something called a shared responsibility fee. Young Americans, young people, will, low-income Americans can get very inexpensive insurance. And you can only get cost assistance from this marketplace thing that we talked about. So you need to get familiar with marketplace. It's estimated that the average American is going to pay between 3% to 9.5% of their income on health insurance uh, after this goes into effect. Mm-hmm. So for many people, that's going to be more than what they're paying now, and they will see an increase. One of the other ways that uh, this is being paid for is by reining in spending, they say, on Medicare Advantage uh, program. Uh, it's They say that it's not going to affect any of the benefits of that, but it's going to uh, sort of cut the wasted spending on some of the programs that aren't really necessary in, in that Advantage program, uh, especially that it doesn't really help a lot of people, that Advantage program, uh, in comparison to the rest of the people who are um, on Medicare. And um, in addition, there's going to be, if you're in the health insurance industry uh, or the, or the health care industry, that's, there's going to be some more taxes on drug manufacturers and uh, uh, some of the other health uh, care providers and, and uh, drug manufacturers in the country. There are actually very detailed charts that show depending upon what income bracket you're in, uh, what amount you might expect to pay. Not just that, but also by region as well, throughout the country, by region and, and by uh, age bracket and everything. We've got page after page after page that shows the actual charts. We just can't possibly go into it, but we're happy to uh, share this information. So um, small business is going to be impacted. There are some major political changes right now. Um, as we mentioned, the federal government has something called a debt ceiling, and we're not allowed to borrow at the federal level higher than whatever the debt ceiling is. And as you know, we've had crises in Congress over the last four or five years because we keep bumping up against the ceiling, mm-hmm. and then Congress has to authorize the president to borrow a higher level, a higher amount. Very controversial. We have far too much debt in this country. I think you would agree with that, Phil. Very much. <laughs> I mean, we... I don't know how we're going to end up getting out of this. At some point, we'll talk about 
what's happening to our currency in this country and what does that mean. Um, I've done a lot of reading on that subject lately just because of my own interest, but the American dollar has always been the major standard for all other currencies to base uh, their value upon. And more and more countries in Europe and around the world are now using other currencies. I don't want to get too far on this topic, but the the Chinese yuan, it's called, uh, is now being used. The the German currency is being used. The euro dollar is being used. And what that's going to mean eventually for us is we're going to end up paying more money to uh, sell our bonds and borrow our bonds. And our American dollar isn't going to be worth as much. Uh, that translates into inflation. Right. So uh, we'll probably have to do a whole subject on that at some point in time. Mm-hmm. But right now... It'll be a happy, uplifting show. <laughs> well, you know, but it's reality, and it's here. The fact is, That's right. you can say what you want. We need health care. We need health care coverage. Um, there's a $1.1 trillion cost, and we're already so far overextended in this country... You could not run your household the way the federal government runs its budget. No, no way. You'd be that one point one trillion dollar cost. That's a number that you can't even comprehend. I mean, it's it's you can't even wrap your your head around it. No. And and that's going to be spread out over only about six years. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, by twenty twenty, that one point one trillion dollars. So yeah, hey, they they saved seven hundred billion, but they're paying out one point one trillion. You know, you opened the show with a fabulous quote that really pertains to exactly what you're talking On about. On the government, you mean? Yes. Sure. Absolutely. Well, it's all about government. I mean, you know, everybody wants goods and services. Um, <clears throat> I suppose when we talk about the impact on the dollar, we should talk about the sense of entitlement that too many people have in this country, which is another philosophical thing that we won't have time to go into today. Um, but we could talk about that without even having a piece of paper in front of us, couldn't we, Phil? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and we have. So um, I want to commend people again to recognize that health care reform is going to impact, impact everybody. And the Consumer Reports has a wonderful report called Health Reform, Seven Things You Need to Know Now. And it's going to help a lot of people. It's going to cause a wealthier group of people in this country to pay more. And um, so, you know, like everything else, there's good points and bad points about it. Right now, there's major wrangling taking place in Congress about trying to delay the implementation of some of the features of this bill. And some of the provisions dealing with small business are being pushed back by almost a year right right now. And that's primarily an effort that's being led by uh, the Republican forces. Bill Clinton is out there as the chief spokesperson for Obamacare, and he's lecturing, as I mentioned, around the country, trying to win congressional support and public support the other way. But most importantly, there's just not enough information out there that people can comprehend. The subject is so vast. So um, the Consumer Reports article that I mentioned talks about uh, the new protections and benefits that are available. Um, It's going to be more difficult to cancel policies. If you have an issue with an insurance company, um, you can appeal and you have to have a response within 72 hours. You hear stories all the time in the news that somebody is going on the Internet because they can't get a certain medicine or they can't get a certain treatment and they don't know what else to do. Uh, That's going to be uh, impacted positively. 
uh, there's no longer any ability to create a lifetime limit on major long-term illnesses that can rack up you know, thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars. That will be illegal under the new law. Um, that's a positive thing. Annual dollar limits on how much money you could take out of a health insurance company if you have a need for coverage, uh, that's going to be phased out in a limited and eliminated in most instances. Um, insurers can still put some kind of limits in place on um, uh, doctor visit limitations and prescription limitations, for example, or the number of days in the hospital. Right now, as you probably know, if you go in the hospital, the hospital is mandated because of the insurance coverage is to try to push people out of the hospitals. And we have a situation in our office right now where a gentleman in very poor condition with diabetes and a number of other problems went from nursing home to hospital. He reached his maximum number of days in the hospital. Uh, they said he had to leave. He was not even conscious. They put him in an ambulance and took him back to the nursing home and he died in less than 18 hours in the oh, nursing home. My gosh. I mean, but this is the stupidity of some of the things under the current laws. Oh, yeah. And a lot of those things are going to be changes, changed. There will be better benefits. There'll be more emphasis on annual checkups and preventative care. Um, there can be premium rebates given back to people sometimes if they don't spend as much money. In some cases, drugs will be cheaper. But coverage in general is going to expand um, for young adults, uh, adults with pre-existing conditions, children under 19 with pre-existing conditions. And one of the biggest changes is, as we mentioned, is the changes to Medicare, which is optional anyways. But the most important key features to try to bring some of this to a conclusion, and I know it's a little bit repetitive, is starting January 1st, 2014, Americans who can afford coverage are going to be required to purchase health care insurance or they will pay a tax penalty. And um, this insurance marketplace that we've described, the, or the insurance exchange, um, that begins January 1, 2014, but you can actually start to sign up or investigate it as of October 1. And you'll need to, unfortunately. Couple I, weeks. One of the things mm -hmm. I, I just read that I had not read before is that that exchange is actually going to be uh, not only state to state, so there's going to be at least 50 different uh, exchanges online, uh, but there's also going to be region to region. So there may be uh, northeast region of Massachusetts, south coast. Uh, it, it, I'm really unsure about that until it actually hits uh, October 13th when you can start doing your, uh, your research online. But depending on where you live, there might be an entirely different marketplace than somebody, you know, your, your mother an hour north of you. Um, you still will be able to shop and compare, um, but it may be totally different than somebody an hour away from you. Hmm. And states can elect to include more people under the Medicaid program if they want to. Massachusetts is one state that historically has done that. And there's a cost. And the cost is tax increases sure. you know, to pay for some of this. So how can you, um, how is this law going to affect you individually? Well, if you already have insurance or you purchase individual insurance on your own, then you're going to be exempt from it. If you have insurance through Medicare or Medicaid or maybe through children's health insurance programs, Veterans Administration, things like that, um, you can also be exempt from these programs. 
and um, they're just uh, if I went through all the material that was here, we would need probably about three hours to go through it really effectively. Um, how much is the penalty if you don't have insurance? That's always a good question. Uh, for an individual, the tax starts at $95 a year or up to 1% of your income, whichever is greater. So don't think you can ignore this if you're an individual and say, I'm not going to worry about it. You're going to pay a minimum penalty of $95 or you're going to pay 1% of your income, whichever is greater. And by the time we get to the year 2016, which is only two years away, it's going to go up to $695 per individual per year or 2.5% of your income. Those are big numbers. So the the law will force people into doing health insurance or they're going to pay a huge cost if they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's all kinds of ways to buy. Again, I want to ask, ask people to look at the online marketplace. You ought to start getting information. Um, you can get into that program as early as October 1 to find out how it's going to impact you. Just Google Obamacare Exchange or uh, Obamacare Marketplace. But there are discounts, there are subsidies. Um, If you are on Medicare currently, you will see some slight increase in the cost of Medicare premiums because that's going to be partly used to help pay the cost of insuring everybody else in the country. Small businesses... um, one of the, one of the big changes I saw is the Medicare Part D, uh, and I'm, I'm, I don't have a lot of detail about it, but something about uh, how the Medicare Part D will be more affordable for people, as well as uh, the copays that people pay for their medications will be much more affordable than mm-hmm. you know mostly the elderly population, uh, and that by I believe the year 2016 I saw that. Uh, Drug copays will be just like any other copays that other people pay. You know, you're talking ten, twenty dollars instead of hundreds of dollars for a copay for a, 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 a drug that you need. Right. But lots and lots of changes are taking place. UPS, for example, is is looking at potentially uh, eliminating coverage for spouses that they have right now because they're anticipating their total costs are going to go up. If you're a small business with fewer than fifty employees. You're not required to cover your individual employees. We do. We think it gives us a competitive advantage in hiring people. Mm-hmm. But then if you're an individual and you don't have coverage, you've got to figure out how to get your own coverage or you're going to pay these penalties. So one way or another, it's going to impact almost everybody. It's complicated. Hopefully in listening today, people have some ideas about where they can go. Uh, get in touch with us. We'll Uh, provide you a copy of this Consumer Reports article if we can do it, or we'll direct you and tell you how to get there. And we've got a lot of other information. So I'm out of breath, Phil. (laughs) (laughs) It's a huge subject. It's a huge topic. So what you're saying is your best bet is to raise a child or or a grandchild that will become a doctor and and just live in their basement off the grid from everyone. That would be wonderful. (laughs) No, unfortunately, it's, it's impacting the medical profession as well because a lot of doctors are retiring early because they don't want to deal with the complexity. Mm -hmm. And I've had doctors tell me that. Mm -hmm. I have too. Yep. Yeah. This, uh, this whole issue is very complex. So healthcare reform is here. Obamacare is coming uh, very shortly. It's going to cost uh, wealthier people more money. Mm-hmm. 
if you don't have health insurance at all, you don't sign up for it, you're going to pay a penalty. And there's lots of stuff available. We have that law in Massachusetts already. Yes, we do. So it's nothing new to us here. No, but it's going to change. So give us a call. Our goal is to show you how to protect your family always and show you how to protect your money. Uh, And the goal is protection. We do life insurance, annuities, long-term care insurance, and show you how to save money, make money, and take care of your family. Give us a call at 508-998-8858, and we're happy to help you with anything we can. And thank you for listening. Absolutely. Tune in every week at this time, 8 to 9 o'clock, Sunday mornings, for the Money Wise Radio Show with our protectors, the Money Guys, Ray and Peter Lance. Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Peter. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll see you next week. Hard for me to bite my tongue with some...